You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Eric. Um, so just right off the bat, uh, this is not going to be a solo episode. Don't worry. Um, recorded something with Pat last night. It came out to about 50 minutes long because he had to jump to go play a gig. Um, but I don't like putting out episodes that are under an hour. So I'm going to talk shit for 10 minutes or so before the actual episode starts. If you don't want to hear that, you can skip to about 10 minutes in and you will get the actual episode. Uh, Pat had to call in on his phone. Well, no, it wasn't his phone. It was Zoom. So it was like, it doesn't sound like a phone call. It sounds like a legit episode. I mean, it sounds legit to me. I don't know. Maybe some people are very fickle with their audio quality. Uh, You know what you get at this point uh, with this show. Um, you know, it's, it's take it for what it is. Uh, it's very difficult to do this podcast while Patrick uh, is on tour, but we make it work. You know what it is. Um, so what do you want to talk about for like 10 minutes here? Um, I'm looking at Twitter right now. I think it's pretty astounding. We get into it into the main episode, not as much as I, as I would have liked to. And I think there'll maybe be a Patreon episode kind of more revolving around this. But the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Um, I've been like enthralled with that all week. Uh, and I think it is, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's jokerifying because it's, it's expected that the larger world really just (laughs) does not give a fuck about what's going on. I mean, I think people do. I think a lot of people care about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. What I mean is, the the lame stream media doesn't really care. Uh, the uh, the corporate media, let's say, doesn't really give a shit. They're not really reporting on it. I haven't seen it pop up once in the Twitter trending stuff, um, and yet I've had this. I've had this in my Twitter, like you know, the on the little sidebar it says like what's happening. I don't know if people. A lot of people use Twitter on their phone. I've not had it on my phone in a very long time. Uh, I I took it off my phone because I think it's like an actual like succubus. I think when you like open it on your phone, it like actually sucks life from your brain through your eyes. Um, so I look at it on the computer, which is not much better, but at least there's some distance there. Uh, I'm not always on my computer, um, especially when I'm out socializing or exercising, et cetera. Uh, but I've had this thing in the little what's happening sidebar for like two fucking days. And it's a Buzzfeed article that says Seth Rogen didn't realize that the Adele concert was a televised special and showed up after smoking quote, a ton of weed. Yeah. This is like everything I hate. 
about popular culture in in 2021. I hate weed. Uh, Seth Rogen, I think, is funny in movies, but I find his whole weed guy persona. I just fucking hate it. You know who I am? I'm like a fucking conservative dad. <laughs> I'm like a fucking I'm like fucking Archie Bunker when it comes to weed. It's really embarrassing because I'm also a young person and I should be about it. Like I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard the other day and uh, some fucking dirt person. Not not I shouldn't someone a tourist perhaps or just like a weed guy i don't know like a weed dude came up to me and was like oh it was was a dispensary here and i'm like i'm listening to me i'm doing like a 70s weed guy voice he didn't sound like that he sounded like oh is a dispensary here and i was like i don't know and he was like you don't know and i was like no i don't and he's like you don't smoke weed and i was like no go i don't know i don't know where the fucking dispensaries are no i don't smoke weed get the fuck away from me um this shit's annoying. I just, I find it so, tri- especially now that weed is legal and like your fucking 72 year old aunt is fucking doing weeds. They're fucking taking the edibles and shit and they're buying them at the little dispensary and they're fucking, you know, in their rich ass neighborhood. Yo, weed is not cool anymore. It's for your fucking old aunt. Do fucking cocaine. Do, do fucking the high risk drugs. Do the drugs that like are, might be laced with fentanyl and you might drop dead. I want to like, it's it's the same problem I have with tattoos. It's like, you know, tattoos used to be like, oh shit, look at this guy. He's fucking, he's got tats. What a badass. He's like a biker or some shit. Or he's gonna, you know, now it's like every fucking, fucking basic ass motherfucker that shops at Erewhon and, and, and fucking, uh, everyone has a tattoo. Every, I think if you pulled 10 random people off the street, I bet all of them would have at least one tattoo. I bet eight of them would have more than one. And I bet five of them would have like a face tattoo. Probably No, that's probably not true. Face tattoos are still pretty rare, but like base still like you could be like a I think the face tattoos are big with like the Gen Z. You could be you could have a face tattoo and be basic. That's how like that's how far we've come as a society you can be a basic ass dude who works in marketing or some shit and have a fucking stupid fucking i don't know like a an x under your eye or some shit like that anyway (laughs) i hate this i hate this seth rogan thing get him away from me he was funny in in the new season of curb your enthusiasm i just i hate i hate when like celebrities have these like uh real life personas that are just you know they're not real, right? Like Bill Maher is always like talking about how he's a weed guy. I don't think he's a weed guy. I think he's a liar. I think he's like a to- I think he lies about the amount of weed that he smokes. Honestly. I think he's like completely full of shit. Um cuz he just comes off as such a fucking lame wad. I don't know. But not in like the weed lame wad kind of way and like the normie lame. Like when you when he, listen to when he talks about weed and it just gives me the air of this guy doesn't smoke weed. Like, he sounds like a boomer talking about weed. Like, he probably smoked weed 40 years ago. I don't know. What do I know? Um, what, what, what else we got here? Um, so the Ghislaine trial, Ghislaine, 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 whatever you, however you want to call her. Uh, it's been pretty fucking wild. 
and we talk about it in the in the, in the main thing. So just uh, sit tight, and you'll you'll hear us talk about it a bit more. But uh, pretty, what I would consider bombshell revelations. I mean, we knew that that uh, old Slick Willie was hanging around with the sex trafficker. I didn't know what happened during his presidency. I didn't know what happened 17 times that a known sex trafficker had visited the White House. Seems like a big deal. Seems like a seems like a pretty crazy thing. I don't know. Am I crazy? Maybe it's not a big deal. Because no one's talking about it. They're talking about the fucking Omicrons and the fucking, uh, I don't know. The Omicron shit is weird, too. I find the, the the reporting on this shit so weirdly uneven. Again, we're going to talk about this. You, you're going to hear Pat and I talk about this in a minute, so I won't. I'll try not to be redundant. But it's it's very strange to me how, by all ever, by, by by any measure, this thing doesn't seem particularly concerning. And yet we're shutting down travel everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but a lot of places, places that shouldn't be shutting down travel. You know, I, I, it's weird, like how very willingly we are to like severely hurting our economy. <laughs> like we, I understand in the beginning of the pandemic, like uh, we, you know, we didn't know what COVID was. We weren't, we weren't sure. There was a lot of unknowns, and it was scary, and you know. I'm sure the lockdowns did something. Listen, you've heard us talk about this a gazillion times. Look, I understand at the beginning the lockdowns, perhaps as in a moment of uh, un- uncertainty and and fear. I'm not I'm not going to relitigate what we did two years ago at this point. However, doing that again, seeing the damage. <laughs> that that has wrought societally and economically on the United States and and in other countries uh seems weird how like willing officials and politicians and stuff that they are to just just fucking pull that lever when it seems like this omicron thing doesn't seem to be the scary thing that happened 2 years ago Right, I, I like it's just I, really we got a, they got an itchy lever pulling arm there. They want to shut this shit down. They want, they would love for any excuse to just like go back to what it was, and it's it's strange, man. I mean, we've talked about it on here before. It's just like, uh, oh shit, we're at ten minutes here. Well, listen, I'll just say that look, we we've uh, we've. Uh, Politicians respond to their constituents. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are fucking have fear brain that just want things to be locked down forever. Uh, so they're probably responding to those people because those people will typically vote for them. Um, I don't think they're particularly, at least in these blue cities that that are prone to lockdowns, I don't think they're particularly concerned about um, people who are anti-lockdown because it's sort of a uh, a bad, it's sort of a, a um, what would the word be? You know, it's 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 not a it's not a great look in a blue city. It it you get judged by your by your peers. I think uh, I don't think that's uncommon. Anyway, here's the full episode. We've padded this out to an hour. I can feel good about what I'm putting out in the world now. So here you go. Enjoy. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Record. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Recording in progress. What's uh? What's what's the deal? What's going on? What's up? Uh, you're gonna have to lead me because I have no idea what's going on in the world. I'm disconnected. Uh, Chris Cuomo is no longer at CNN. Biggest news in my life. Uh, who else we got? Um, uh, COVID's over. Uh, uh, who, who else? Uh, Joe Biden's dead. Is that right? You might as well be. I mean, no. It's, uh, what's the big news this week? Joe Biden's got a weird voice. Uh, I did. I did not listen to it. How weird is it? It just sounds like you know how you sound when you like wake up after sleeping, and your voice you're kind of like you're like oh man, like your voice kind of has like a deeper sort of like timbre to it. But he did he do that in the middle of a sentence rather than a, like did he start that way or did he end that way? No, I think it was in a speech or something. It just sounded like he had a, it sounds like he has a cold, which he said he has a cold. And everyone's like, is it COVID? And he's like, no, it's not COVID. Oh, God. All right. So non news. All right. What else we got? Non news. Uh, Omicron, non news. I mean, yo, to our listeners that thought that Eric and I were COVID denying loons. We get your messages. You've been bitches since the start. Let's get into it. Everybody must admit this is pure fraud and extortion now. Am I wrong? No, it's 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 kind of amazing. I don't know how people can actually listen to the news these days and not be driven wild because it's like the news is new variant. Seemingly, uh, we don't know anything about it. Everyone who's gotten it has had very mild symptoms and not need hospitalization. Also, all the countries are closing their borders. You know, it's 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 extortion. It just there's no way around it. Everybody admit it. it listen, if you were the most dyed in the wool, Fauci blowing fucking uh, simp for a gov simp, just now would be the time to come clean and say, all right, they overplayed their hand. It's fine. Everybody gets taken. Everybody dates like somebody that they shouldn't have dated. Everybody gets roped into a multi-level marketing scheme that they shouldn't have done. Everybody in this life makes mistakes. You don't need to feel uncomfortable. You don't need to double down on anything. You can just say, yeah, the government got me this time. They scammed the shit out of me. It's it's so admittingly, we don't know a lot about it, but it seems that uh, preliminary evidence is that it doesn't that it is much weaker than both the the delta and the and the original uh, original coke of this uh, of this here virus. Uh, yeah, supposedly it makes you stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes your dick harder. It gives you <laughs> gives you full long lasting erections. Adds um, an inch to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 very obviously evidently uh, not a real thing. So I mean. Maybe it comes out next week that it makes you drop dead after having the only thing it seems to do is make you test positive for COVID. The rest of the <laughs> symptoms seem to be um, I'm kind of chilling. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, folks. Like there, there's gonna be variants of this forever and ever and ever and ever. So uh, do do what you will with that information. It is kind of amazing to me when I speak to people that like are at like like they're at football game level events with thousands of people, and they're like, can't believe there's people here without masks on. Do, do they know it's a pandemic? And it's like. It's not a pandemic anymore. You're at a football game. Yeah, it, everybody, it's not, it's either over or it's not. Like, you can't do this thing where you still get to judge people, but it's also over. Just give up. Go back to your lives, everybody. Just return to your homes. Go back, return to your jobs. Go go about your life. No, no one wants to. No one, everyone's not excited by any sense of uh, of normalcy. Um, Yo, have you thought about that? That like, ultimately, what this boils down to is that the majority of people are not enthusiastic about their their pre pandemic lives at all. Like they, oh, they would not. throw those away. They're they're happy to throw them away. <clears throat> they're they. I mean, I don't know. It's just we've talked about it to death. It's just become a thing that 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 people will use as a as a cudgel for the world. You know, as a as a way to whatever it is to feel more superior. It's uh, but it's, it's just like, we're at a point where like, I don't think people can, I think there's a certain type of person that can't like they live in, despite living in the real world, despite like being a cognizant sentient human being that like exists in three dimensional spaces and walks around their interpretation of the world is much different than what their perceptions should should lead them to believe. Does that make sense? Like I, I you I don't know how you can be at a football game with that many people around and be like middle of a pandemic. Look at all these irresponsible people that I'm among at the at the vaccine mandated event. Oh God. Can, can I, I so I spoke to somebody the other day I know this is intuitive. Everybody says, yeah, that's obvious, but I just would like to like hammer this idea home for our listeners. I spoke to somebody who works in live events. Mandate shows do significantly worse than non-mandate shows. So what that means is when you, you alienate more people who do not care for that than you would going the other way for people who are have decided that they're willing to take that risk or they're comfortable with unvaccinated people. So proof positive for anybody that was curious, and it's obvious, I guess, to many people, but proof positive, if you care about people being able to make a living, which, hey, maybe you don't, maybe every man's an island, maybe fuck them, you know what I mean? Maybe in your weird communist utopia, you just step on the bodies of other people all day. But you care about human beings making a living then uh mandates are a net negative i mean it's well it's interesting i I mean there's certainly like you've been playing events that are vaccine mandated and they have been selling out so people certainly a person who may have purchased a ticket wasn't able to, but it didn't necessarily hurt the venue's bottom line. 
No, but this is also like the average person at these shows is 24 years old. If True. if we're talking about if we're talking about a show that's like might be 22 honestly. If we're talking about a show that's the average person is 33, 35 or up, it's going to impact sales. And like for example at the show the other day, yeah, we got everybody's money because they had already purchased the ticket. But when the person when the venue owner came out and said, "Hey, this is a vaccine show, no, no tests uh, are going to be acknowledged. Many people just got out of line and went home. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's sold through, but there are people who are just like, I'm not with this shit. And from a friend who works in that industry, he's telling me that it's just talking to the, every promoter will tell you the same thing. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there's no question, there's no way around that a certain type of person is being alienated from from certain aspects of life. So, uh, you know, I don't know, it's, it, I don't know what to necessarily say to that. Like, I, I don't, I think we've been pretty clear on this podcast that I don't think mandates are necessarily the best way to go about it. Uh, that no human deaths due to COVID. No human deaths due to Alec Baldwin. We, in this house, <laughs> we acknowledge only science. Eric, here's a question for you. How big a hole in your crotch would you permit? In your jeans? Oh, I usually buy new jeans at like the first sign of fraying. I've got a, I've got a fist in, in the hole in my crotch right now. Is that too big? Well, see, it's different for me. Well, you got the little skinny, skinny girl legs. I have big, well, typically in my life, I've had large... Let, when I get a hole in my crotch, my my thigh kind of pokes out. And oh. it's, qu it's quite unbecoming. So I am usually to avoid that uh, embarrassment. I will, as like I said, first sign of crotch fraying. I will, I will, I will spring for new pants. But um, if you've got no, if you've got nothing popping out, or if the only thing that's visible beneath the hole is your boxers. Eh, you know, whatever. Let it ride. But, but I, I don't wear boxers, so it's just my giant dong hanging out the bottom. Well, you know what? I'd say let it ride so that people know what the score is when they see you. Here's you a question for you. Did, did you see the footage I just sent you of uh, the man being bear maced for exposing himself? <laughs> is that what you sent me? Yeah, so oh, there's a, it's, a, it's a homeless guy playing with himself on the sidewalk. And a dude just comes up and pepper spray. Well, not pepper spray. Bear maces him in the face and then the dick. Now. Oh, my God. Here's a question. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kosher street justice? Yeah, this is this. So this is there's OK. You I don't know if you brought this up as uh, as a funny lark or a bit, but there's actually probably a lot to discuss here. No, like. I mean, look, you and I have beat the homeless to death, right? Like, <laughs> literally. Yes. Uh, you and I are responsible for the deaths of many homeless, which, by the way, you were giving me some statistics where 40% of, of Los Angeles' dead was on a fucking sidewalk from COVID. Is that true? I, so I listened to a thing on NPR about um, Representative Mike Bonin, and in his district, he's being recalled under the pretense that uh, he's a bum. It's, it's no, no doubt a bum, but uh, there was, so the way that NPR characterized it is that a lot of people in his district 
died of COVID. And a lot of the complaints are the district is gross and not cleaned. And a lot of it stems from the homelessness issue and that it creates an unsafe and uh, uh, unsanitary environment in which COVID, uh, you know, thrives, let's say. That's the assertion, right? And, you know, I can't, I may have, I was listening to it while I was showering. I may have gotten the numbers wrong. The number that I heard was 40% of COVID deaths. And I think within, I'm not sure if it's within his district or within the city of Los Angeles at large, uh, 40% of those that died from COVID were found either on a sidewalk or in a tent. Now they can't say legally that these were unhoused people because they don't disclose housing status. They were just camping. Yeah, they were they were urban campers, let's say. I mean, I don't know who else dies in a, in a tent, but it is factually true that they don't their housing status is not listed on their on their rap sheet when they're dead. But the, mm. where they were found is. So as two people who actively hate the homeless. I don't hate the homeless. False. Where where do we fall on this matter? Because you've been praying for an extinction level event for the homeless for a long time. It's, I mean, it's no wonder. I mean, if you're living in an unsanitary condition, then yeah, like logic would presume that you'd be more susceptible to, to the COVID virus. Right. I mean, I don't think that's, is that, is that, is that a controversial statement? Um, well, I bet, I bet if you're having like a meth fueled sucking fuck in a, in a small size tent, that the ventilation is not great. The ventilation is probably not great. That is true. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know how to answer for any of this really. I mean, it, it I would say that it is, people don't like people want to think that the homelessness problem in Los Angeles is overblown. They want to think that it's a right wing psyop to get you to hate Democrats. I don't know what to tell people because it's pretty bad. It's, it's, it's it's really bad. And the whole thing is that whole talking point sucks dick because you don't need any assistance to hate Democrats. You know what I mean? Not like you don't need days. a, pro- you don't need a prompt to hate Democrats. If, if you should just hate Democrats, it's just a fucking fact. Well, if you're, so if, like, if you're, if you're a neolib blue check, uh, echo chamber, uh, Twitter, uh, elitist, then I mean, who, who loves a Pete Buttigieg more than that guy? Holy fuck. Pete's it's really Buttigieg. funny. We, it's really funny. How They're this. propping him up so hard. They're doomed. So yo. The Democrats are like on a national from a national. Listen, the Democrats will will continue to thrive forever within their blue cities. Yeah. Nationally. They're like, I don't know, man. Not not good signs. Not good signs. Buttigieg is your fucking anointed. That's a problem. It's a big problem. It's it's a big problem when um, Amazon Prime uh, produces a Mayor Pete uh, 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 jackoff uh, uh, special. Like, Yo, how burnt is Beto? 
Beto must even... be so he must be so pissed that Buttigieg is getting anointed when you could interchange these men. Yeah. I I when you said Beto and my initial thought was I haven't heard that name in years. Like so, Kamala, they're saying, you know, first woman of color that would be the president, blah, blah. They want Buttigieg. He's the gay one, correct? He is the gay one. So that's going to be the talking point there. Like He's like also homosexual. Gay, your first gay, yeah, exactly. Your first gay vice president is, come on, dem base. You know that it would make you feel good to vote for them. Next time we're going to get an American Indian. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this goofy, hey, feel good. Post a photo of yourself with your vaccination card and your I voted sticker. You know what I mean? You're defiant. Like, you know, it's, it's, forget it being a high cringe. It's just feckless nonsense. <laughs> That's the real problem. I Like, I could get, look, I'm old. I am cringe. We could, I'd just accept cringe. But the fact that it's go nowhere destined to lose shit is it should be the the demarcation here. it should be the thing where you go oh yeah we can't go any further in this direction because we'll fucking lose yeah well i but ugh, god let's 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 because i talked about this last time and the time before and let's let's put away my paranoid theory that these guys want to lose let's let's presume okay. that they want to win They're like, bad at it. They're yeah. so bad at it. Like they must <laughs> not pay attention to any polls or or uh, surveys, etc. Like they just must, because what they're going for is corporate woke, and yep. among polling, that is like the most detestable type of politician that you could possibly offer somebody yep, someone who just provides you constant lip service and does absolutely nothing material for you. But really, and what it used to be is like, you know, virtue is like one thing, you know, like, like virtue is if you, if like Obama was a very aspirational type of, of, of Democrat type of president, you know, setting setting lofty goals and and having these these uh whatever progressive sort of uh socially ideas whatever that's one thing and we can clown on that and say you're full of shit and we can be cynical about that but it's be it's to me it's it's evolved past virtue and just gone to full like contempt for anyone that is not in their realm and it's like, bruh, the woke shit is get you big points on Twitter, but in the real world, you know, no one wants to hear your bullshit. Like no one wants to hear it. And when you shame yeah. them, you, know, you I, have I, contempt for people that don't ride with you, they're gonna tell you to fuck off. I I don't suppose that they could that damage could ever win over the the person who owns the land on which the billboard for altrighttv.com that I passed today, which uh, purports to uh, be an advocate network for the real minority, white families. 
I, I don't suppose that they could ever win that person over. That's somebody in Arkansas, by the way, that I drove by the other day. But, but I think that these, the framing of the world as simply that dude, as the barbarian at the gates, and the Clintonite Dems as the bulwark against the end of civilization is a born loser. That's stupid. And nobody except for your most blue-pilled aunt believes that nonsense. So what is going to happen at the next election where everybody goes, yeah, listen, I don't want to vote for whatever nut job Republican there is, but I also can't get out of bed to vote for somebody who I disagree with on COVID mandates. I'm skeptical about their their policy towards the economy and doesn't seem to have done anything in four years. Like, where do you from that? When you've done nothing for no one in four years, how do you get them unless the other guy is legitimately Hitler? How do you do it? Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Well, I think that's why they're praying Trump Trump runs. But, you know, that that Hitler line is not going to work because people are going to go. I'm, I'm pretty sure this guy was president for four years and uh, the sky didn't fall. Uh, I'm pretty sure this guy was president for yeah, four we years. Didn't, we didn't bomb the rice stag. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure I look back on that and see all the funny videos of him being a weirdo and laugh. Uh, yeah, I have a good feeling about him saying China. Telling people that they have to be complacent or happy or, or like it or lump it with their shitty corporate Dems that do nothing for them or the big orange racist man. Like, that's a shitty fucking proposition. And if you, if politicians are content to not offer you anything because they can convince you pretty astounding, can convince a lot of people that, hey, it's either us or Hitler and you don't want Hitler. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, what, what's this, this infrastructure bill? Like, is it fair to say, like, I mean, it was obviously fucking castrated to a degree that like they can't, the Democrats cannot, there's nothing they can really hang their hats on. Uh, will it improve people's lives over the course of the next 10 years? I mean, uh, it'll improve the, it'll improve the lives of about three dozen contractors who are uh, the lowest bid by way of being somebody's cousin. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna if you're gonna if, if the if the infrastructure bill is a lot of like updating the country's infrastructure it sounds like you're gonna put a lot of people in traffic people people no, I mean, like the the, the, yes, the, the, the lane on the bridge is going to be closed for four years 
<laughs> yeah, well, you burn wait. the gas that's almost at six dollars a gallon. Can't wait. Uh, can I? Can I take us in a? I just got a text message. This is what touring is like for anybody that was curious. It. <laughs> I just got a text that said, "Is this pizza making anyone else shit?" <laughs> that's what texting is. That's what touring is. I mean, did the pizza make you shit? I didn't have that fucking pizza, but uh, for for anybody, listen, I'm sure that there's still somebody getting blown. I'm sure that that person exists. Well, Zen. Not not in guitar music, but somewhere. But anyone getting blown in guitar, anyone getting blown in guitar music better be saving their money for when their career is over. (laughs) No doubt. But I was just in a green room the other day where the discussion was a uh, one person was defending infinite jest and I was defending the fountainhead. And that is what was going on in the green room. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that, God. that think about, think about when you're a kid and you think about having fucking like a girl with big hair, licking your nuts in front of your homies while you all do cocaine. And, and that's not what it is. That's not what it is. It's me defending the fountainhead. <laughs> <laughs> and another guy defending infinite jest. Think about it. We have terrible lives. Every day I think about killing myself, Eric. Oh Every my day. <laughs> Every day. There's a train. There's. A, oh, do you hear that train? I do. I, I'm going to lay in front of you. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do that. <laughs> um. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't sound particularly lit? I can't, it's, I can't say that I'm, uh, I mean, the shows seem fun, but everything outside of that seems like a f- massive fucking headache. The shows are fun. Driving for many hours is not fun. Uh, never feeling uh, rested is not fun. Oh, uh, uh, I guess defending the fountainhead is fun. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> which by the way, somebody unrelated, this should give you an idea of how fucked discourses on subjects uh, like this on this tour somebody asked me hey why am i supposed to hate the fountainhead and i said because it's a meme to hate the fountainhead and he said i read it because my dad told me to i really liked it and i said yeah that's what happens when you're not given the negative context of you're supposed to hate a thing you know what i mean when you just take something off the shelf and you don't have the context of hey you're only a, you're, you're supposed to hate infinite jest because the people that don't like it are, or the people that like it are uncool as like, I thought yeah. infinite jest was, was cool. No, it's, it's a meme to make fun of it. Why? It's like women, women who have never read it will be like, ew, saw infinite jest on his, on his nightstand. It's like, yo, you can't read shit, but Drake inspired Instagram camp caption. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You don't know shit about infinite jest. Listen, I don't know shit about it either. Looks stupid and thick to me. It's got footnotes. Get it the fuck out of here. I'm not reading fucking 600 pages. Suck a dick. But fuck no. But I will say that it is a fucking meme to be like, Ew, if you go home with a man and he's got infinite jest on his bookshelf, shut the fuck up. Nobody out here reading. Do you read? Absolutely not. Under no circumstance. I've had Dune sitting on my fucking nightstand for over a year. I've tried. That's like the littest thing I can think of to read, and I can't even do it. If you went home with a woman and you saw she had infinite jest uh, on her bookshelf, 
would you go, oh, I got to go home. I got to tweet my friends about this. I'm not going to hit it. No, I would think, whoa, she reads. She's really lowering the bar for me. <laughs> I think, what am I doing here? Um, no, I haven't read a book in years. And it's, it's, I mean, it's nothing to really be proud of. <laughs> it's, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot with a, with a short attention span. Um, you know, I, I was actually talking about Infinite Jest recently. And, and I was discussing... I can't remember uh, discussing the plot and I was just like, what the fuck is this book even about? It's three separate stories, right? And it's, they're each about uh, a different thing, but I guess thematically they all uh, uh, are united in, in, in that. Um, I don't know. Infinite, infinite. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell infinite. Just. <coughs> This is good. Um, this this podcast just got real stupid. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Uh, a postmodern encyclopedic novel, famous for its length, detail, and digressions, involving three hundred eighty-eight endnotes. The fuck? <laughs> People often ask, "Why is Infinite Jest so bad?" Right. This is what I'm talking about. If you don't know, then don't say a fucking thing. I hate this. Me- I hate mean brain. It's it's long. People, are, it's typically regarded as difficult reading, which doesn't mean bad. Due partly to its narrative structure, but mostly its length. It's a hundred. No, sorry, it's a thousand seventy nine pages, making it not ideal for subway reading, but extremely effective as an emergency doorstop. Uh, is what this what this fucking fraud from Vice has to say about it? That's what I'm saying. Like, look at the people that critique a thing. Like, here's my thing with Rand. I'm not like a Rand stan, but when I see the people that critique Rand, I'm like, Rand, I'm like, yo, I'm not confident you can, I'm not, you're subliterate, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I don't trust you to be my fucking, my literary guide here. No, this, this person from Vice trying to sell themselves as like some sort of, like, you're positioning yourself as superior to David Foster Wallace. I don't really buy it. Right, uh, you're snark. You're a snarky twenty-four-year-old getting paid a hundred dollars a column to uh, to write for Vice. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, people people hate Fountainhead because it's because it's like uh, it's regarded amongst libertarians. No. Yes, it it it, inf- it highly influenced a generation of typically young men, many of whom are now, uh, yeah. If you took it to heart, maybe, or if it resonated with you, I should say, if it resonated with you, it's possible that you had libertarian leanings to begin with. And when we see that on the political, like in the bureaucrat sphere, everybody gets disgusted because it's like dudes like Rand Paul who have like fucking wavy hair and he looks like a fucking goof nugget loser. But it's, I mean, the book itself, I've only read 50% of it because it's long as shit. And I'm like you. You're, but, you're, you're a little bit, you're, you, you actually tried to read it. I wouldn't even walk past it. I like books that are 200 pages in length. Full stop. Don't, don't abuse me with nothing longer than that. So the, I might finish it on the store. We'll see. But the fact of the matter is it influenced a lot of young men. People hate young men just a lot. You know what I mean? Like, that's why like, like crypto, crypto bros posting their L's. It's like, yo, the crypto bro that lost 
$30,000 of his family's money and can't go home is having a more lit time than you are. I assure you, these dudes that I follow who are losing so bad that they technically should kill themselves are still loving it. So it's like, you know, crypto bros don't post L's. They just post like a weirdo's version of it, of a W. But people love to see like, oh, you're, you're a young man and you have young man interests. Oh, you watched the film Fight Club and didn't say, tweet a, something snarky about it afterwards. Like, yo, people hate young men. So yes, anything that appeals to young men is out. I mean, a lot of the things that appeal to young men are, sure, some of them, some of those things are corny, right? I mean, I mean, it's all corny. It's right. like it's mass market product for dumb fucking idiots. It's all corny. Well, but, but like but you could, but corny is like a this is critical corn theory. Like anything is corny through a certain lens, right? Yes, Fight Club is corny as shit. You'd be stupid to say it's a bad movie. It's a very good movie. Uh, yes. This is like you did. You, you just sound stupid to me. If, if you were to, t- you don't have to like it, but it's like a, a good movie. There's no doubt about uh, that. Um, it's also weird. It's weird as fuck when people are like, I don't like this because I don't like what it's saying. Oh, you dumb bitch. Nobody asked you to agree with anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's such, I, a, we, it's such a weird thing. Shut the fuck up and enjoy it. It's a, it, to be frank, it's a very attractive movie. I don't even like it that much. But it just, David Fincher is just good at that. You know what I mean? Just good at that. So like, yeah, just watch it with the sound off if you got it. But like people, you know, they want to hate on everything that's like even remotely appealing to a younger dude, whether it's Rogan or whether it's, I don't know, the Joker or some shit like that. Like, yeah, we just want to hate on people. the, The larger world just wants to hate it. But the funny thing to me, the funny irony of it all, maybe it's not irony. I don't know. The, the, just the funny sort of nature of it is like, yo, you can hate Joe Rogan. You can call him vapid. You can call him empty. You can call him uninteresting. Top of the fucking heap, you know, <laughs> like you can hate it. You can hate the thing all you want. Dude's killing it. You know what I think is great is when, uh, and I've said this before. I think that like the worst, the worst, best thing is when people go, I don't know. It's just boring. It's boring. You know, like if, if you provide people like, like a, a strong familiar male narrative of the type that, yeah, you have seen it a thousand times and they'll go, I don't know. It's just boring. Like, why not put a woman in there? You know, like it, this is just, I've seen this story a thousand times and it's like, okay, I've seen John wick. I would say, in fiction, the story of John Wick, I've probably seen 20 times. Oh, and then, jo- and then John Wick that. comes. Yeah. John Wick comes and John Wick is cool. So you like it. So nothing is boring. No concept is boring because no concept is inherently interesting. You understand? It doesn't matter if we see it a thousand times or once it's no more or less interesting. It's the execution of the fucking thing. So, Oh, I don't know. It's just boring. I'd prefer to watch a movie about an Arab lesbian. It's like, no, you, okay. You're a fraud. If you'd prefer to watch a boring movie about an Arab lesbian, than John wick, which is the most hack premise of all fucking time. 
Well, I mean, it depends on your taste. Maybe you would prefer the Arab lesbian movie and, and to which I say, go for it. I mean, that's just, it depends on your sensibilities, but it's like, yeah, I, I think the larger point, and like, I don't care about getting into that conversation and look, just because you're at the top, you know, just because it doesn't necessarily <coughs> indicate, uh, intrinsic value. It doesn't indicate, uh, quality even necessarily. Um, no. You know, I mean, like, I mean, pop music will fucking is evidence of that. Like the fucking most inane nonsense gets all the money and attention, whatever. Look, the point that I feel the larger point is just that I think it's weird. The fact that we really hate stuff that is enjoyed by men, like anything yes. that has an air of masculinity to it. We just hate it. Yes. Like, that's really strange. Like across the board. Um, <clears throat> like. I think about it all the time because I am, you live with me, you know, that I'm like not that traditionally masculine a dude, at least in my view, I'd like curl, I curl up like a little fetal baby. You know what I mean? Like I have like habits that are like inherently, if not feminine, then at least not traditionally masculine. Is that accurate? You're definitely not. You definitely don't present. Well, okay. In in your uh, in the way in which you live your life and your habits in your uh, idiosyncrasies, no, I would say you're not particularly masculine of a dude. But you will often like front like you like you're you're like stick man or something like that. You, yeah. I mean, you famously haven't supposedly allegedly haven't cried in twenty years. So that Fact. I would say is an example of some kind of that's that's stickman syndrome. That's oh yeah, you have stickman syndrome. Yeah, where you you have the mindset you <laughs> want to be of full prime masculine uh, energy, yet yes. the way in which you live your life doesn't it's reflect di- that. Dickless simp. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that might be true. Uh, it is also a fact that I haven't cried in twenty years, but the. Scary. If that's true, it's scary. It's not scary. Crying is scary. When I see a man crying, I go, "Oh, this dude's a psychopath." You know, what <laughs> I mean? it, you better be an Italian that's crying over a soccer game. That's it. There's no nobody else is allowed to cry. Or, or if you're like a Palestinian and you're holding the remains of your child in your hands and there's a photographer in your face, fine. But I don't want to hear any grown man crying about like first world grown men no crying ever. No therapy, no crying. Those are the rules. Can Italians have a pass? Yes, Italians can have a pass for soccer or the birth of their granddaughter. All right, the Italian pass. I'll I'll go with that. Uh, yes, that's it. No, you. Sh- I think I think feeling uh, verklempt or sad and expressing that is is like a is is normal. I mean, not if it, not all the time. It probably shouldn't happen to you more than. I'd say a healthy amount of crying is once every once a quarter, once a quarter. Yeah, that's healthy. One, four times a year. Any more than that, it's like something's going on. I think something's going on if. If you feel sad. Yeah, you know, I go through weird things and we won't get too therapy on this, but like. 
I the uh, the other day, it's like I was feeling like I was on cloud. I was like the hap- I was happy as fuck because I was like, I mean, you hear about people that fucking die young and shit like that, and it's just like, you know, the world, the state of the world, might not be thrilling, but like I'm always like excited to see what the fuck's gonna happen next, and like I I feel fucking blessed. I feel so fucking blessed. Like I made a list of everything I accomplished this year. And I was like, holy shit, I have a fucking lit life. People, and I, I, I was going to go, I was going to go on Instagram about this, but I didn't. But I saw a tweet from someone that was like, and I know Twitter, it's stupid. And I know that this was just a stupid meme sort of uh, statement, but it was something like, it should be illegal to like your job. Like jobs oh suck. And I was oh just, God. I was like, yo, like I, <clears throat> I feel so bad for that person. I feel so bad for you. And like, I know that maybe I'm a rare case in the fact that I like really enjoy my job. I get a lot of fulfillment from it. It's not easy. It's really fucking, it's, it takes up a lot of my time and it, and it, and it's, it's difficult, but I really, really like it. And I think it, if you don't like your job, you got to find something that you do like that you do like, like, I don't know. I feel very, very bad for that type of person. And and I see this shit all the time about how much people hate work and all this nonsense. And it's to me, it's just, it's, we've talked about it. It's borderline insane because all right, like if you hate your job, that's fine. I've disliked jobs, I guess, but I just saw them as ladders to other jobs. You know what I mean? I just saw them as bridges to other jobs. Like, okay, I do this. I don't like it very much. I'll be done with it soon. And then I'm done with it soon. Yeah. I I mean, I can totally relate to hating your job. Like I've had jobs I fucking hated for sure. And they lasted way longer than they should have. And I get it. I totally understand. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong or weird to hate your job. Uh, no, it's probably incredibly common, but I find the type of person that either thinks it's impossible to get some level of satisfaction or joy from the, from the work that they do or yeah, that's the, that's the weirdo. The weirdo the, is the person that thinks that it's impossible. That's the weirdo or the, or the person that thinks it's, it's that they can't ever, that they're stuck in the job that they hate. Like my job, yeah. the, job the job that I had that I hated I, at a certain point, I just fucking quit because, and I didn't have anything lined up, but I just kind of hit my wits end. And I was like, I'm done with this shit. Like I, this make me miserable. Like you can, you're not stuck. Like fucking fluff your res- resume, you know, send it out there, find something to do. I mean, like, look, I am a television producer. I understand that this is like a highly sought after job. I understand that it's a hard to get job. I'm, I'm lucky in that way. But like, if you think I'm special for having it, I I was going to say you, you, like you're capable now, but that's by experience. You know what I mean? It's you're good at your job because you've done your job. So to the person that thinks that you're in some rarefied space, no, no, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of producers. It's, it's a thing that you kind of have to, it's sort of a Rubik's cube trying to figure out how to get there and nothing is guaranteed obviously, but like 
yo, I'm not special in any way. Like, I mean, long listeners of this podcast can attest to that. And it's like, whatever you want to do, man, like you want to, like, I don't know, like you got to figure out something you want to do and, and, and put your fucking, I don't know. This is now it's getting into Jordan Peterson territory. Just like, uh, if you hate your job, you got to bounce, but you got to figure out, some, you got to find, find something that you like. Otherwise your life's going to be miserable. Life is lit. Here's my beef. Is that, Hold on, there's a stupid train coming by because I'm in Chicago. Gonna get shot. Hold on. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot's on her way. Uh, by the way, I, I urge everybody to check out the YouTube end of sentence, which is a dude who I don't know. He, he looks like a, you know these like even I know these guys too well. They're like one quarter Puerto Rican, like white as fuck looking dudes in New York who like use the N word and have like graffiti tattoos on their body. You know, you probably went to school with one or two. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? A dozen. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, it's like a dude like that who went to jail and now does YouTube's about true crime, but it's like very current true crime where he'll just watch the news and then reiterate it with like an urban flair. And he goes, "This is SB, and if I'm if you're rocking, I'm rocking with y'all because you're rocking with me. All right, let's get into it. The the uh, He'll be like, this uh, gangster disciple from the Midwest just had a flair for killing. And he's, and, and it's just, he goes into it in this like really stupid. For people that don't remember Don Diva, it's like reading Don Diva. It's fucking stupid. Don Diva was a magazine, paper magazine, that was really only available at New York, probably Philadelphia newsstands, where it, it was just black and white photographs of criminals. And like, these I don't remember glowing, that. I have no memory of this. Oh yeah. Look up Don Diva. Uh, and there was another one. I forget the name of the fucking other one, but it, it was, it's, Oh, like fed, whatever it's there. There are magazines where it'll be, it'll talk about a Harlem drug dealer for 10 pages of terribly written like crime talk where it's, it's just, are you seeing it? Did you Google it? I'm, I'm looking at the website right now. What are they talking about on the website? Glad they're still around. Uh, there was a porno looked- one too called fish and grits. <laughs> wow. How have I not, how have I not heard of these? Um, let's see here. There's a, there's an article entitled uh, timeline. Bryce pays his bills. Um, okay is that educational what is that uh <laughs> i think it's following the life of someone who yeah recently, it's typically it's yeah. typically talking about it's typically talking about a criminal and there'll be photos of him like wearing like uh, wearing full mink uh out at some club and then it'll be a photo of him behind the glass at like san quentin and and that's it just follows these criminals lives but in this really approving excited way and that's what and it but then whenever they go to jail it's like had to pay his dues to the street and go away for a bit his his time upstate was not unfruitful because he met up with 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 marcel de marcel who at that time was one of the biggest heroin dealers straight from his cell respect to that and it's it's that for 10 pages at a time it's awesome at any rate I lost my train of 
of thought. Here's an article. Uh, Death Row Records co-founder Michael Harry O'Harris pardoned by Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's that sort of shit. Harris is set to release is set for a release from California prison after spending 32 years behind bars for an attempted murder and cocaine trafficking. Jesus. Oh, Snoop Dogg, who was signed to Harris's record label in the 1990s, reportedly sought help, sought the help of Ivanka Trump. Ivanka Trump? Wait, is that the daughter? Which one is Ivanka? No, is that the ex-wife? The that's the daughter. Is that uh, the daughter? I can't. How remember. quickly we forget. <laughs> if I once Trump once Trump like was no longer president, I just like hit a memory wipe. Ivan, yeah, I, get, I sought the help of Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, and a selection of justice yes. reform okay, campaigners. Yeah, I guess it's the daughter. So Snoop Dogg went to the Trumps there to try and get this guy out of jail, and he got him a pardon. That's a real. That's a God real bless. Homie. That's a homie. Yes. Only took you thirty years, Snoop Dogg. But uh, you know, whatever. I was well, like, don't Snoop worry Dogg about probably it. knew knew Donald before. Uh, Almost certainly. How many yeah. photos of them together? Fuck. Which, by the way, we buried the lead. The only news going around is how many photos they're digging up of the Pope getting hand jobs at the fucking Jis Lane uh, trial. I got yeah. to go in five minutes to play a show, and we are uh, fuck. Yeah, I'm surprised that I forgot to bring this up because I've been engrossed by it. Uh, the Ghislaine trial. Is that how you say your yes. name? I don't, I thought Gis, it was Ghislaine. Ghislaine, yes, Ghislaine. No, but people are saying, I got someone hit me up to say it's pronounced Ghislaine. Well, okay, fuck it. I like Ghislaine a lot. Ghislaine. Uh, That's where I'm yeah. living. So I'm following an account called At Tracker Trial, and it's been. <laughs> Giving us all the 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 juicy tidbits of uh, of uh, the of 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 the Galen Gislaine Maxwell trial, and holy fuck, the degree to which this stuff is being ignored by the larger media is astounding. Like you would think it would be news that a uh, convicted uh, sex offender. And child, uh, child trafficker, known child trafficker, visited the White House seventeen times between yeah, the years nineteen ninety three and nineteen ninety seven. I never visited anybody at their job seventeen times <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> Friend, friends that were working at Little Caesars in high school, I never visited them seventeen times. Fuck no, seventeen times to old slick Willie. And what was Bill, does, did Bill Clinton work for a living? Did he just have homies coming by all the time? He was just having homies bringing their chicks by, catching dick sucks. It was the nineties. He was probably playing Sega, watching Seinfeld. You know, like it. it this is apparently this is what went on in the White House in what if, in the nineteen nineties. What if going to the White House was like going to the kids' house from the movie Richie Rich? And he and he was just and and Bill Clinton was just like, yeah, I've got my own TCBY in here. Just get put put your own toppings on. They're free. They just refill them every day. I need to read this tweet really quick. Please from tra- from Tracker Trial. The tweet is: Someone messaged me saying they are making an RPG style video game called Wall Street Predator. Love it. <laughs> you play the role of Jeffrey Epstein and rise through the ranks of Wall Street while evading the feds and building a global sex enterprise like GTA. <laughs> Would play. Would play. No doubt would play. Whoever is building this video game, please, I will help you with the GoFundMe. Yeah, contact us. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, I, I got to go play music. Okay. Uh, is there any fuck? We got to really get back to the trial. Uh, this is important material that our uh, our listeners need to know. Let's let's do this. You go play your show tomorrow at another. We'll just do it like this. We'll do a we'll do a Patreon where we'll we'll dig into into Jizz Lane's uh, 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 legal troubles. All right, everybody, we're gonna name names on the next episode. Yeah, we're gonna name names. It's uh, Patreon.com says worst possible timeline. Go there, give us money, get bonus episodes at WP Timeline on Twitter. Go there, you can hit us up. 205-509-9785. Give us a call. Leave us a message. We'll do messages soon. Uh, worst possible timeline at gmail.com. Hit all the things. Hit us up. Get at us. And we'll get back to you very soon. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.